0: comes back Amy that everybody used to wear I don't think says so much anymore these uh, bracelets that say WWJD what would Jesus what would Jesus do? do right I think there's our example right for for how dangerous to be and how to handle it I think I think part of it is just in motive and how we handle it
1: welcome to the resilient faith at work podcast at Focus Center we aim to inspire and challenge and equip you to follow Jesus in the vocational dimension of your life. I'm Ken Kennard, and in this episode, we move on to the last part of our four-part conversation with Greg Brenneman, one of our thought leaders. Greg has been presenting his four-part framework for thinking about work from a faith perspective. So let's get into it. Ooh, I almost forgot. Thanks to all of our donors for making conversations like this possible. It really means a lot that you're supporting this important work. So let's keep helping change lives by changing work. Okay, here we go. Well, I'm back with Greg
2: Brandeman, and we're going to wrap up a four-part conversation on God's, God's truths for our work. And um, we started out with our work matters to God. We looked at the idea that work is the platform God's given us in the world. We talked a bit in our last episode about this idea that whenever you go to work and you're a Christian, you're playing an away game. And this time, this last one, uh, Greg, you talk about how God has called us to be dangerous men and women And I'm wondering what you mean by that. I'm thinking about my early career. I started out, my first business, I was an electrician. I used to get up on ladders and play with electricity and stuff. And the people that worked with me knew that it was dangerous to be under a ladder when Chip was on top of it because... All sorts of things might fall on their head. So, I, is that what you mean by dangerous? No,
0: that that isn't what I mean. But I, I can't see you as an electrician, because most of the electricians I've met, it, it, there's almost a direct correlation between people that like working with high voltage electricity and introverts. Really? And you're not an introvert. Well, so that's true. You're an unusual yeah, electrician, yeah. I guess. So, yeah, I just uh, learned it right. during yeah.
2: high school, yeah. and yeah. It was, you know, it's interesting. It go, well, it dovetails with many things yeah. we talked about. There were fulfilling things about it. There were good things about mm-hmm. it. I learned a lot of things mm-hmm. about it, and I'm glad I've moved on. And
0: there, there you go. <laughs> Life has phases. Yeah. Yeah, no, we we talked at first about work work being important to God, and then we talked about uh, God's given us each a platform in this world, as you said, and now, and then about how as Christians, uh, every game's an away game, and we talked about some ways that you can actually make the away game a home game, which was great, and so... Uh, Now we're going to talk about, uh, uh, you know, God calling us to be dangerous men and women. We really have a fundamental choice, Chip, uh, when we enter the workplace. Um, We are going to ultimately have influence over the people around us, and we are going to ultimately have a platform that we're influencing others, and we talked about that and how how uh, how to use that for God. But we ultimately get the choice of being dangerous for God or being dangerous against God. Wow and uh we can think about that 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 concept of being dangerous as uh uh as christians as we go into the workplace uh we all know plenty of people that have been dangerous against god i mean to pick extreme examples hitler mussolini Right, um, you know, you you could look at today's world and ask yourself the question: What's Putin doing? Right, right. you know, out there. So and we could even
2: zoom in, like the yeah. toxic, egocentric yeah. boss that's just stepping on everybody to get ahead. I mean, that's
0: one hundred percent. And there's great examples of you know companies that have melt, melted down off of that, or off of fraud, or you know. Right. Uh, I guess uh, the, the, the example that we'd use now is we're talking about this podcast. Elizabeth Holmes has just checked yesterday. Yeah, into, just checked into prison into in prison, your neck
2: of the woods in Texas. Into prison
0: in uh, Bryan, Texas. And so uh, uh, we can all sort of go through examples of how your platform can be used.
2: For ill. For yeah. ill, right? Yeah.
0: So what we're talking is about being dangerous men and women uh, for God. And I like turning to biblical examples of this. You talked about Joseph. That's one great example. Another great one is Caleb, right? I mean, Joshua and Caleb, when Moses came down with the uh, with the um, um, tablets and uh, basically said, hey, we're to go into Israel and we're to take that land, and God has given that to us. Um, of the tribes, 10 of the 12 said, no way, you know, the enemy's too strong in there, there are giants in there, we're going to get our butt kicked, basically. Right, and, Joshua, and And Joshua and Caleb said, you know, uh, Caleb was the first to speak up. He, he basically said, we can take that land. God has given it to us, we can take it. Joshua agreed with him. But uh, because the others didn't, uh, the uh, God let the Israelites wander around uh, uh, for 40 years. Mm. And uh, only 40 years later, they went into the promise. They were getting ready to go into the promised land, and uh, Moses was not allowed to go in because of not obeying, uh, right. basically. And uh, Joshua and was going to lead them into the promised land. Uh, Joshua and Caleb are now about 80 years old, roughly. And um, Joshua thought Caleb was too old to take what was the hardest part of Israel, the biggest enemy. And Caleb stood up and said, I'm 80 years old, and I'm just as capable as I've ever been, and God gave this to me as an assignment 40 years ago, and I'm not going to I'm going to finish. I'm going to finish this assignment. Yeah. And then he was smart enough to know he probably was pretty old. He actually anointed a guy by the name of Othanol, who became the first judge of Israel— mm. Uh, and gave Othanol his daughter if uh, Othanol took the land, which Othanol did. And Othanol married Caleb's daughter, and that's how the judges started in in Israel. And uh, that was Caleb being dangerous for 40 years for God, right? Uh, He obeyed originally, uh, was outvoted but never lost the passion through the 40 years wandering in the desert to fulfill the mission that God gave him. So that's kind of probably what we mean by being dangerous for, uh, for God.
2: Yeah, say uh, more about the term. I mean, why, what, did, what attracts you about this word?
0: Well, I think there's so many examples out there of, um, uh, of people doing ill. We've talked about some of those and, and, and doing that that i think the word is a great word to just lay out the fundamental choice we have Hmm. do we want to be dangerous in a good way or do we want to be dangerous in a bad way because we do have a platform to influence others right so how are we going to handle that platform are we going to are we going to handle it in a poor way are we going to ignore the fact that we have a platform Hmm. and that we have people that we're influencing and that we have something god's called us to do and be kind of milk toast about it, if you will. Or so. Be, would you say
2: like the Christian? I'm saying I'm doing my quote rabbit ears yeah, for those of you yeah. in listening land. The Christian who is they're going to church on Sunday or doing religious stuff over here, but then they're at work they're just trying to keep their head down and advance their career. So they're basically being they're not leaning into the platform idea. They're not leaning into the idea that they could be intentional yeah. to to turn a away game into a home game or a winning game. So they're just being passive. Yeah. Would you say they're dangerous, or, even or, though they're or, being sort of passive?
0: No, not really. I, uh, maybe that Or are they being dangerous uh, against a, God? Think of how many people you, you you can think of that maybe live a life at home that's different than their life at work, right? Mm-hmm. Or they don't integrate uh, life in that fashion, right? Right. That, I wouldn't call that being... that. That's just you're not being dangerous, right? You're not taking the platform God called you to do and using it for him, and so I think uh, he definitely. I mean, you could look at how he called Joseph, how he called Daniel, how he called Caleb, how he, how he called um, uh, Naomi uh, uh, and Ruth, how hmm. he called any of a number of biblical uh, Esther. All in away uh, game environments. All by in the way. away game environments. How he called them to be hmm. dangerous for him, and I think he calls all of us in our own in our own sphere, in our own platform to be dangerous uh, for him in that same way.
2: So what other what are some other words you could use in place of being dangerous for God?
0: Uh, intentional, maybe, intentional. about it. Um, uh, faithful.
2: Faithful. Disruptive? And, uh,
0: disrup- you- Disruptive, I, I think, is probably, if you need to be, maybe, but... Not I don't always. Think, uh, not always, right? Not always. So uh, I like the word dangerous because uh, there's an element of suspense and i think we what's going to happen yeah and we all want to be we all i think want to think uh, that we're you know ag- aggressively
2: pursuing yeah know? not phoning it in yeah not being I'm half not, baked, not,
0: not not having any regrets in the end in terms well, of how a, we
2: yeah like we left it all on the field We left
0: it all on the field yeah that's 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 really yeah. good
2: I, i'm gonna ask this to, i'll ask two questions we'll just we'll just go with whatever happens here but i how do we know if we're being dangerous enough and how do we know if we're being too dangerous?
0: Yeah. No, that's a great it's a great uh, question. I, I think if you actually can in your mind sort um, it, it comes back I anyway mean, that everybody used to wear, I don't think says so much anymore these uh, bracelets that say W W J D, what would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? Right. I think there's our example, right? For for how dangerous to be and how to handle it. I think, I think part of it is just in motive and how we handle it. If the motive is a self-righteous, uh, Pharisee-like motive mm. to, uh, uh, to get to our own in-answer that you know we, we think is right and you know, we might even think is biblical, then I think we've probably missed the point, we've probably gone overboard, and because of that, that danger that we're trying to portray probably won't be received well. And this won't have an impact. Uh, So I'd say on one side, we can probably check ourselves by saying, what's my motive? What words am I using? How am I handling myself? Am I doing it in a way where, as we talked about the last time, you know, We've had some dinners together and we built a relationship, relationship and some trust trusts, that, yeah. to where I built some political capital or mm-hmm. some capital, and you take the word political, that's a bad word these days, but I built some capital up, human capital. Relational capital. To, relational yeah. capital to, 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 to actually uh, make my position known in a way that it'll be accepted. Hmm. That's probably the right level of danger. If I haven't built that human capital up, if I'm going overboard, if I'm, you know, uh, appearing to be a little bit, uh, you know, more Pharisee than, than, uh, real person or authentic in what I'm doing. Uh, and I, I don't have that human capital. Um, uh, that's probably, that's probably the too far and the too little is actually easy to estimate. Cause I think we all fall, every one of us falls into that hmm. gap where it's just easier to say, Oh, I don't really want to worry about it. I, you know, there might be a little bit of conflict here or there's a chance I might have to have a very difficult conversation that, uh, uh, you know, it's just easier for me to not pursue, uh, the, uh, the conversation or the idea. And, uh, as a result, I won't have any additional work to do. And, and, um, uh, Life will go on, basically. Wow, well, that I mean, almost I, sounds I, like I, an addiction to I, comfort. I, I miss an opportunity, right? Yeah. You know, I'm so, yeah, I I need to be comfortable. We, it's we, so important, yeah. and I just can't. We've all missed opportunities, right? Yeah. I mean, we can all look back in our lives and say, God, I wish I'd have taken that shot, hmm. right? Or I wish I'd have, I'd have handled that conversation differently had I been prepared for it. I mean, we all face that, I at least I do, all the time, right? Like. Is I think could I have done that better? You know, yeah. could you know? Did I miss an opportunity to, to say something I should have said to to, to be dangerous uh, for God? So, so
2: maybe this has to get into our sort of post mortem list of things yeah. that we process after yeah. an interaction, yeah. after a conversation.
0: And I think you can get better and better at this idea of being dangerous for God, mm. right? You can you can build more human capital. You can, you can get better at expressing yourself uh, without anger, without malice. Uh, the, the one thing we were talking, uh, you know, before we uh, started doing this podcast about Tim Keller, you know, our good friend. Uh, and uh, the one thing I admire the most about Tim is he can have very difficult conversations on very difficult topics. And actually, nobody would know in the end where he was politically. Yeah. Or, uh, and, and when you saw the, uh, you know, the editorials that were written after he passed uh, recently— by people as diverse as the New Yorker, the New York Times, Christianity Today, the Gospel Coalition.
2: Yeah, so across I mean, board, it's across the board. Across the board. Uniform praise y- and uniform, appreciation.
0: Y- uniform appreciation for his ability to be dangerous for God across a huge spectrum of, of viewpoints. Without being obnoxious. Yeah, 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 without, without one side or the other saying, you know, this was a guy that wasn't thoughtful or that's this. And I don't think he missed, he'd probably say it differently if he could, but yeah. I don't think he missed many shots. I mean, he, yeah. he, he was pretty good about, um, you know, letting, you know, dissecting the position thoughtfully and having a thoughtful conversation and changing people's minds.
2: Yeah. It's this kind of, it's a strange dynamic. Cause there's some, like, like you just said, like we most of us miss opportunities. We could mm-hmm. do more. We could be more intentional. We could take a little more risk and i think there's this other group and maybe we some of us go between them which it's they like we talked about in our last conversation they enter work almost on the defensive already yeah. some of those folks that i've had the privilege of talking with will feel like they're being persecuted yeah. and then you find out well they're actually not doing a good job yeah and they don't they haven't built up that capital that you were talking about so they ought to just keep their mouths shut for a while you know and, yeah. and think about that and then there's another side of all this too. There's a phrase I know, I've heard it passed around different, but you can't boil the ocean. Yeah, and people want to change everything in their company or everything, and you can't you gotta do that. Pick,
0: you got to pick your spots. Yeah, you know? got
2: to. Any any thoughts? Or not? What thoughts do you have about how do you do that? Like, yeah. how do you know this is something I need to lean in on? and This is something I need to I need to speak up. Wow.
0: I think I think uh, from what I've observed, there's uh, it's about a ten to one relationship or something like that of people that are too aggressive, mm-hmm. to people that are not aggressive at all. Right, so. I think it's much harder to sort of come. There's much fewer. There's many more people that could be a little bit more aggressive, right? right. You know, in building that human capital.
2: The two aggressive uh, ones are the ones that get are, all the press. They, they're they, they're they, our they, subway they, preacher well, friends.
0: Well, and, yeah. and, and they're also they're also um, like in the world, they're the radical right and the radical left, mm-hmm. right? There's not that many people in those categories, but boy, are they noisy! They're loud! Right? They're loud! Right? Yeah. So, so I, you know, I think that's. Uh, I think that's part of it. Um, The key to being a good director, one of the keys to being a good director on a board, right? Hmm. Is not saying something about everything, right? It's saying, okay, I look at the board materials and I know what's happening in the company. I'm going to pick two or three things, this board meeting, no more than that. Cause remember there's probably 10 directors, right? Hmm. So everybody, if everybody has two things, there's a lot of things, right? still a lot. Yeah, yep. still a lot. Um, but I'm going to actually concentrate on the things where I think are the most important, where my comment could have the biggest impact. Right. Uh, and, um, uh, so that's really important. I think in our work environment too. Uh, even another example of that is when I was at Harvard Business School, half-year grade was on class participation. And um, so there were multiple strategies to participate in class, right? right? right. And um, the people that tended to do the best and ended up being the Baker scholars at the top of their class, were the people that would pick those moments, not talk every class, but pick those moments where they could actually change the nature of the conversation. Mm. Um, that's what Tim Keller did so well in so many ways. Uh, but they could really change it. The people that raised their hand on every comment just to make a comment to say, "Well, I'm at least checking that I actually spoke." Right? Didn't do ter- quantity over te- quality. Quantity over quality. And the people that had no quantity couldn't have any quality. So if you didn't speak at all, you know that was a problem too. But you know, how do you kind of hit that sweet spot? Sweet spot. Right so if you take the board example or the Harvard Business School example, I think it's in your company. It's thinking. What are the, if I built up some human capital, what are the two or three things I really think need to be impacted and that I could have an impact on?
2: That's and, a great, I think that's a really effective and helpful practical question because mm-hmm. you can't boil the ocean. Yeah. You're not to change anything. Even if you're in the senior chair. Yeah. Which most of our listeners are not. But even if you are, you still report to a board. Yeah. In well, most always, cases, yeah. or are accountable to investors or somebody. Yeah. So, um, and it's 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 having the presence of mind to step back and to think that to ask that question. What yeah. are the what are the two or three things where I really need to lean in? I can really make a difference. Um,
0: and the, and it helps too if you've written that one page plan for yourself and for your. You know, company. you've said that before. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> but then you know what the important things are, right? So you can say if somebody's off on a tangent, which happens all the time, right. uh, I can let that one go.
1: Before we finish this episode, I want to tell you about a new program we just launched at Vocal Center. It's the Burnout Recovery Program. You know, burnout, according to our research, is the number one problem people are facing at work right now. And you can recognize burnout because it's, it's the lack of drive, momentum, and hope that just sucks the life out of you. And uh, we're trying to do something about it. So we're providing a new program burnout recovery that gives you one-on-one coaching assessments and a processing tool so that you can get your groove back at work so if that's you if you are burning out there is hope we have a solution for you so find out more go to vocacenter.org burnoutrecovery burnout recovery again the website address vocacenter.org slash burnout recovery go there now check it out and you can even sign up for the program right there all right back to the show Who are some
2: current, like contemporary, business people that you think that are being dangerous for God? Um,
0: uh, you know, there's some great younger people that I know. Um, you know, in the in the Houston community, Cody Naff has a great company, is doing a great job. Paul Thomas, another guy, kind of doing a great job. Uh, uh, of of my ilk, there's uh, there's a lot of people that have uh, you know. I'm getting to the in my 60s now. There's just a lot of Christian CEOs out there. The the, the Chick fil A family has hmm. really done a great job. The Green family in, uh, in Oklahoma City has done a stellar job, uh, you know, with Hobby Lobby. Uh, you know, um, uh, you know, doing that. Those would be some easy examples. Uh, so when I, you think of like a, the younger guys, I got especially, a ton of them, yeah.
2: what do you like? You say, oh, because you're you know you're always keeping your eye out for. Talent, mm-hmm. people you can mentor, that kind of thing. But when you look at them, you're, what is it about them? You say, "Oh, they're dangerous for God."
0: Well, it's the intentionality of the way they approach their business and their faith, mm-hmm. uh, and how they express it, and uh, you know how they how they interact with their management teams, how they interact with their employees, uh, what kind of opportunities they create, what kind of uh, charities they get involved in with their company and with their and involve their entire company in. Um, you, you can are they all faith-based
2: charities that they get involved in?
0: Not always, but but many times, many times, faith-based charities. But not always. Yeah, some some that aren't.
2: And what kind of character traits do you think are true of them that stand out?
0: I think there's a there's a there's a humility. Uh, hmm. There's an understanding of their place in the world. Hmm. Uh, there's a, um, just a care, a, a desire to care for others, and to be good stewards. Um, and you can see those character traits uh, play out.
2: It's hard to get far without kindness and humility.
0: Yeah, no, you have to. You, you really have to have to care for treating others with dignity and respect, and caring about their families. And when you care about somebody's family, you're offering them a job, and you care about their family. Hmm. Uh, that's a pretty powerful place to be.
2: So it's it's interesting yeah. as we sort of click on the drop down menu yeah. of what's under dang- dangerous. Yeah. You know, we get intentional. We get risk taking, mm. leaning into your influence, but we also get things like humility, humility and caring. kindness, yeah, and care.
0: Yeah, and I'd say care for care for families. You know, because uh, that's the unit where you can you can really have an impact.
2: And it's so rarely seen. Yeah, that you're you're creating ripples in the pond.
0: You do. Yeah, you create some great examples for for others to observe and follow.
2: Well, Greg, this has been a great series Good of day. conversations. I think that, you know, we go from perhaps just thinking, I just have to go to work every day. Okay. I have to survive my work and get my paycheck so I can get on with my life to really a whole other way yeah. of looking at our work. Like it matters to God. You know, it's a platform He's given me in the world. Mm. Even though it's an away game and fraught with t- danger yeah. and tension, I can still navigate that and I can oh, succeed in that.
0: Build some human capital. Yeah. And
2: I, I can go beyond that and mm. I can be quote-unquote, dangerous for God. I can mm-hmm. be his woman or his man in, in that place, place for this time.
0: Yeah, very well said.
2: Final word of encouragement to our listeners?
0: You know, I just encourage you to, uh, to be dangerous for God, right? I mean, he has given you this platform. You won't be fulfilled in everything in life. Mm-hmm. It, we weren't made to be—life was not meant to be easy or completely fulfilling, right? The way we find fulfillment is actually doing it for God. Yeah. And uh, if, we, if it's the means, if work is the means in which we actually worship God, we'll find fulfillment in whatever our work is.
2: Well said. Well, Greg, as always, we thank you. Thank you for your investment in our whole community uh, and for your faithfulness along the journey and for the way you've captured the, the wisdom that's been helpful to you in many different ways, including your great book and it's been so awesome to be together and have this conversation in person
0: it's a pleasure chip it's uh, been fun
1: hey this is ken kennard and before you leave if you enjoyed the resilient faith at work podcast please rate and review this for us this feedback really helps more listeners discover this content And don't forget to subscribe so you ensure you never miss a new episode. We'll see you next time on the VOCA podcast where we help you build resilient faith at work.